So the authority that we have has been given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is not dependent upon how we feel. Okay, it's dependent upon what we believe. Do you believe you have authority? It's dependent on, on, on do you accept the responsibility to operate in this authority? You have it. Do you believe you have it? And will you accept the responsibility to walk in it? We need authority. We have authority, but we must utilize and walk in that authority of, of Jesus, right? We have authority over every level of demonic manifestation. We have authority over anything that comes from the pit. And in Luke 10, 19, the word says, behold, which means watch, pay attention to, fix your eyes upon. Behold, I give you authority, which means he gives you exousia. He gives you power. Okay. He says, I give you authority. And he says that authority is to trample on, on, on serpents and on scorpions, right? He says, I give you authority to trample on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And then he says, nothing shall by any means harm you. What's authority if you don't use it? How good is that authority serving you if you don't utilize it when you actually need it? Right? We actually need to utilize it, right? So in the, in the kingdom, there are levels of authority. There are levels of authority in the kingdom. We know there's the kingdom of light. It's the kingdom that we live in, right? If you're saved, born again, come on, you're in the kingdom of light. I should hear a, hey, man, woo, because I was once in the kingdom of darkness, but now I'm in the kingdom of God's son. We're in the kingdom of light. Amen. How many remember when you were in the kingdom of darkness? Mm -hmm. We still can remember. Mm -hmm. But we're in the kingdom of God's son. We're in the kingdom of light. That's why we shout amen. So there's the kingdom of light of God's dear son where the truth sets you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's the kingdom of light. And then there's the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness, and both kingdoms, by the way, they, there's a hierarchy in both kingdoms. Okay? So in other words, there's order in both kingdoms. That's important. Say, that's important. That there's order. Okay? Because in the kingdoms, there is the order that God has given for for angelic beings to operate in a certain divine and rank. They know it. The angelic realm, they know it. They know their rankings, they know their assignments, and they are also obedient to carry it out. And because they're obedient to carry it out, there's good fruit that you see. There's the kingdom of light and there's the kingdom of darkness. Both have order. Some people think that in the kingdom of darkness, it's a bunch of chaos. Mm -mm. They give off chaos. They send confusion to you. But they're not operating in confusion. They're actually operating in, in order. In order. And they know exactly what's going on. How else would some of these agendas that you hear in the news have taken such a radical, uh, quick, uh, forward motion. For some that were unaware of things, it was almost as if you woke up one morning and was like, whoa, how did this go from, you know, just slight to how big it is? Because there's been order. Because there's been intentional, purposed act activity going on, though you didn't know it. You think of transgender, you think of the LGBTQ, you think of all these things, you realize there 
is a structure, and the enemy has perfectly been designed behind, well, he has perfectly set up his minions to literally send them forth with their assignments, and they are obedient to do and carry out the will of their master, even though their master is the devil. Now, in the kingdom of light, it's the same. There's order. And the, the angels will obey the voice of God's word. And that's why when you are partaking in that kingdom, you see the good fruit. But what happens is that not every Christian has a mindset consistently of kingdoms. Instead, they think they forget. And they walk as if it's just you. You and your few. You sometimes, believers, will forget, no, you are in a kingdom. You're in the kingdom of light if you belong to Jesus. And in the kingdom of light, there is order. And that order is unto something good when you're obedient to follow through with what the Lord tells you. But don't you know that the kingdom of darkness is over here speaking to you, even though you're in the kingdom of light, and sending you these messages. And what happens is, is that sometimes the believers that are in the kingdom of light are over there looking and listening at the kingdom of darkness, sending those messages, and sometimes they take the bait. And they wonder why this is not, why the plan of God isn't fully working out, or why is it taking so long? Are you taking the bait? Are you receiving the messages? Are you over here in the light, in the kingdom of light, but listening to the messages that are being sent to you on purpose to destroy you and to shut you up? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. So that's what we're going to talk about here today a little bit. Amen? So the devil is the author of confusion, but let me tell you that he has order and he has rankings. And de devils don't, they're not into deliverance, by the way. They're not into deliverance. How can Beelzebub cast out Beelzebub, right? We already, I already have, a, I already spoke to you guys on that. We already did a message on that. But how can Beelzebub cast out Beelzebub? So the devil is not into deliverance. It is the it believers, is the believers that, are to that are to cast, out, cast demons. out demons, right? Right. So, but you so, need, but you you know need to know what the word of God, God says, says and what, and should, what be should be happening, so that you can, so that you can actually, actually cast that, cast that, demon, that out. demon out, right? Right. So the devil knows that a kingdom divided will not stand. You sometimes, well, you know that word. Oh, praise God, I know the word. That's right. That's the word of God. A kingdom divided cannot stand. Well, good, but are you partaking? Are you living in obedience to that word? Because the devil knows that word too. A kingdom divided cannot stand. The devil knows that word too. And guess what he does? Sends you spirits of division. And you sometimes chomp on that and you take the bait. Though you know... That a kingdom divided cannot stand, and you can quote it, but yet when the messenger from the pit comes with a message of division, you take it. Because you're not thinking about what you're actually taking. Because he comes, he's very subtle, he's very sly, he's, he's crafty. He comes in the form of emotions. He comes in the form of offense. An offense. He'll come in the form of in an area in your soul where you're not fully healed and it just brings you back in time and you go, oh, and you go right back because it hurts. It causes you to be vulnerable. It, it, it brings up fear, undealt with things. And what happens is you just receive the message that was sent to you from the kingdom of darkness, though you're not in the kingdom of darkness. So we got to be able to identify what these messages are so we don't receive that message because you were called to be in the kingdom of light. You were called to be obedient. As the angels heed the word of God and they obey that word, right? Psalm 103 verse 20, as they hear the word of God and they're obedient to that word, so shall we 
We are to do the same. We're to hear the word of God and be obedient to that word, not listening over here to the messages that the enemy brings and then following suit after them. But come on, we have to practice. We have to live by this standard, and we have to actually make it a practice. I'm going to make it a practice. Turn your Bibles to Colossians 1.16, please. It says this. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things, say all things, were created through him and for him. Now, first of all, when we look at this portion of scripture, we see that Jesus was active. He was the act of Godhead at creation. All things were created through him and for him. Jesus was the active Godhead at creation. Amen? We also see here God created thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers. All things were created. Did we not just read this? Through him and for him. But God did not create the devil. He created the angels. He created the angelic realm. And some of them rebelled. One third of them rebelled. And they became fallen angels. Spirits and devils and demons. Are we all following? When God created Lucifer, he was not perverted. Was perverted. He wasn't rebellious when he created him. Remember, all things were created by and for Christ. Light and dark is because a third of the angels rebelled with Lucifer. We're going to get to that scripture in a moment. God still created the levels. He still created the thrones. He still created the dominions. He still created those levels of, of ranks and, and hierarchy. It's just that when the when the fallen angels literally perverted themselves because of their own rebellion that they walked into, there became a separation of that which is now dark and that which is light. The rankings still stayed, but God didn't create devils. He didn't create a devil so that he could come and attack you. It's a fallen angel. Say it's a fallen angel. And that angel perverted itself. So looking at the levels... They, these ranks exist in, bo in both the angelic realm and, and also in the demonic kingdom, in both realms. They, both, they, ex they exist. And like I told you in the beginning, the enemy is very organized. Okay, he's very organized, but he violated authority. Don't violate authority. They were created angels, but they violated authority, and they fell. And, of course, God kicked them out. Because they violated authority. Because pride got in their heart. We are not angels. We are created, fashioned, and formed in the image of God. Right? We carry his spirit. But don't violate the authority that has been granted unto you. Authority has been granted unto us. We already read it. Luke 10, 19. We have been given authority. But we shouldn't violate that authority when the angels, some of the angels, violated the authority. They became fallen angels. And they became perverted. And they were cast down. And hence now we see what we see 
with the kingdom of darkness. The, that, that realm is very structured and, and very, very much against God and the people of God. Hates you. Devil hates you because he hates God. You represent God, don't you? You represent Christ. That's why the devil hates you. The more that you do for God, it's like he sees it and it's, it's just like he's repulsed. But we get to shine forth the light of Jesus even more, even brighter. Because we have the dunamis power of God within us, right? I want you to turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 11 tells us, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's what that verse says. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Most people will say, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the devil. Put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against the devil. You are standing against the wiles of the devil. You're standing against the schemes of the devil. What, what's, what, what does that word wiles mean? Okay, well, it means schemes. It means methods. It means organized, intentional uh, um, structures to try to entrap you. It literally means God, or the enemy's purposeful deception sent to you. Wiles, tricks, schemes, deception. That's what this word means. Put on the whole armor of God that you would be able to stand against the methods of the devil. Because, you know, we don't really use the word wiles, do we? Except for when we're reading this verse. But if you actually just define it in a slightly different way, it means something more to us, right? Put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the methods of the devil. So that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. So that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. Now that kind of means a little bit more to us because it's defined. Because these are words that we use. They're common to us, right? So it means a little bit more to us now. So the devil is very predictable, church. He's, he's pretty predictable, okay? Now, if you know the will of God, here, here's this, just a simple little litmus test. If you know the will of God, think the opposite. That's going to be the will of the devil. If you know the will of God, and if you're in his word, you should, then you're going to know the opposite is the intention of the devil for you. God is good. The enemy can't stand that, so what does he do? He, 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 he sends all kinds of hate and junk your way, right? But we stand against the wiles of the devil. We stand against his methods. We stand against all of his shenanigans. We're going to stand against it. And when we stand against it, we gain territory. Right? We, we, gain, we gain territory and we remain ready for the next battle. This is important because what happens, and I find this many times in praying for people, they'll stand against the wiles of the devil. They'll stand against the schemes of the devil, the tactics of the devil, once or twice, maybe three times, maybe for a year or two, maybe even for five years. Sometimes they get tired and they go, and they get lazy and their armor is not put on correctly. And that's when the attacks when come. You Listen, when you stand against the wiles, stand against the wiles, the methods of the then devil, you then whoa, you, whoa, in, whoa your in your ranking. 
God can entrust you with more. When you're faithful with a little, God gives you more, right? He increases, right? Okay, so it's the same. That's a principle. If you can be entrusted with a little, God will give you more. That's just a principle in the kingdom. So that applies in every area. You think about finances. If you can be entrusted with a little, God will entrust you with more. He can trust you. It's a principle, right? So if you're speaking forth the word of God and you're standing in warfare and you're, you're saying, no, you don't, devil. I know this is a scheme. This is the wiles of the enemy. This is a scheme. It's a tactic. And you're not going to allow yourself to get into the flesh. You stay in your authority and you, and you do what you need to do by casting that thing down and don't take the bait. Then what happens is, is you're growing in your ranking instead of shrinking back in your ranking because that's what happens sometimes. They shrink back because they get weary in well-doing. But the Bible tells us to not be weary in well-doing, right? We're all reading from the same Bible. It tells us not to be weary in well-doing. You're going to reap in, in the right time if you don't faint, if you don't give up, right? So we're not going to give up. We're not going to faint. We're going to continue to do the right thing, the same thing. So it's God that created thrones and dominions and principalities and power. It, it is the enemy's methods that can entrap you and bring slavery. Well, it's quiet in here. It's the enemy's methods, not God's methods. It's the enemy's methods that bring an, an entrapment, right, and slavery. You know, the devil cannot do anything at all unless you believe his methods. We need to stop believing his methods. It's a method. If it's a method... And it's been tested and it's been proven to be true. Does he have to really re revamp the wheel? No. He just needs to light one fire and there it goes. Method goes in action. You follow suit. Someone says something and you misunderstand. There you go. You're offended. It's a method. And instead of saying, oh, I'm not touching that offense and I'm not touching that. You pick it up. And your fence is a stumbling block. You stumble in your walk. And from that place, you, you go on and you make bad decisions because the method worked on you. Say, it's a method. I know the methods of the enemy. He's been working on me for quite some time. But he should be looking at the bottom of my foot. He should be looking at the bottom of your feet. He should be under our feet. He studies us. He knows, hmm, this one's just going to cause her to get frustrated. I'm going I'm to send a spirit of rejection. She's going to be like, oh. and she doesn't even know it's rejection. But it's going to hit her in a soulish area that's not fully healed. But I know, I've seen, I've watched, I've studied. I'm going to send my method, right, that demon of, of, of rejection here, go over there. Put this dart in him. Put this dart in her. Watch how they'll start to spiral downward like that. Of course, if you take the method. How about us go, no, not anymore, devil. 
not this day and not any day, devil, because I'm aware of your methods. So I send it back to the pit. And the first time that you realize that a method was being used against you, a method of the enemy of the fallen dark side, the first moment that you realize you need to say, I'm sending that back to the pit. No, you cannot have my life. No, I'm not taking that offense. No, I'm not going to receive that spirit of rejection. No, I'm not going to receive that jealous spirit. No. Uh-uh. I can trust in the Lord, my God, my Savior, which every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights. Every good and perfect gift. He is good. He is faithful. He's the one that's created me. He is the one that I love and I serve, and I'm not taking that method. Devil, you can take your wiles, you can take your methods, you can take your schemes, and you can go bother somebody else. But as for me, you're under my feet. See the bottom of my foot, devil. That's what you have to tell him. That's what we have to tell him. See the bottom of my foot? Hmm. Because you're about ready to get crushed. Right? Hallelujah. So we can't tolerate any of his methods. We can't tolerate doubt. And unbelief, oh, it's so subtle. I mean, it even happens when you do a good thing. You pray, you pray, you pray, and you really believe that God is telling you to make this decision. You make that decision prayerfully. You know it's God. You feel good about it because you know that the will of God is all behind it and in it. And so you're making that decision. But you know it's not a common decision, and you know it's not a decision that everybody's going to like. But still, you know it's God, so you make that decision. Praise God. Sure enough, just give it a few hours sometimes. doesn't have to take too long. Sometimes just a few moments. And there it goes. The method was sent. The deception was sent. The dart was sent. Somebody's not happy with your decision. And you become aware of, or you start to feel, somebody's not happy with my decision. And maybe there's a little bit of a people-pleasing still going on in you. And you're going, uh-oh, somebody's not happy with my decision. Oh, no. Somebody's not. And you don't care. You know that's not the most important thing in your heart. But still you're feeling the method attacking you. And you're starting to feel a little bit down. And you're starting to feel a little bit insecure. And you're starting to feel a little bit saddened. And somebody's not happy with my decision. Of course not somebody's going to be not happy with your decision. But it's the decision that God told you to make. And so you're going to stand strong and you're going to realize that was a method sent to rob you of your joy. Of course, the method was not just sent to rob you of your joy, but for you to make a different decision. One that God is not in. Wow. And it all happens so subtly. And it happens so quickly. So are we supposed to be keepers of our own soul? Are we supposed to tend to our soul? You better believe it. Are we supposed to guard our hearts for out of it flow the wellsprings of life? You better believe it. Does Proverbs 4 not tell us to make sure that you're guarding your heart? The wellsprings of life, they're flowing out of it. Make sure you guard. Make sure you take care. Nurture. Nurture your heart, your spirit, man. Right? So very, very subtly, these, these wiles, these methods, okay, they cause entrapments if we let them. If we let them. They come in forms of harsh words, fear, unbelief, guilt, people-pleasing, offenses, misunderstandings, betrayal, fear, jealousy. I mean, it goes on and on. I just listed a few. It goes on and on, huh? But so does the love of God. It goes on and on and on when we take it. Remember, the devil can't make you do anything. 
because gold the devil made me do it. That is the most laziest, uh, ridiculous, just like, really? Are you going to blame everything on the devil? Get up, stand on your own two feet and say, devil, you can't move me because I'm already moved by the love of God. You're a little bit too late. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you're too late. Because there was a day that you were moved by everything that moved, but not anymore. And now you're in his presence and you're saturated by his love. And you're saturated in his word. And you understand your authority and you're not about to be moved. Oh, how about when it happens between spouses, husband and wives? Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult, isn't it? But God says, I want you to put me first and foremost. I want you to look to me. I want you to please me. I want you're not going to stand before the Lord one day and bring your husband, your wife with you. You're going to stand before Jesus alone. And you say, what did, what did you do? You're not, come on, we don't want to have to give an account for the idle words. We don't want to have to give an account for things we did that we thought, well, my husband, my, my wife. No, we're going to stand before God. What's my point? My point is this. I want you to have the mindset, if I please God, my job is to please God. Your job is to please God. Amen. Me and me alone. Our jobs are to please the Lord. If we please the Lord in everything we do and say, God will be sure to move you to where you need to move. And I don't mean like naturally. Of course, that could happen. But I'm talking about just in the spiritual realm. I'm talking about advancing you in the authority that God has given you. He will move you forward. He will give you more. He will entrust you with more because you've been faithful in the little. Right? And you haven't taken the devil's bait. Not because the devil wasn't sending it. He sends it all the time. But because you realized, mm, return to sender. Absolutely not. not. Not receiving that mail. Come on, don't you ever get mail that wasn't? wasn't even supposed to be yours, has a wrong address, or maybe it has the right address. It has your name on it. Somehow the post, but somehow the post office, they got all messed up, and they sent you somebody else's mail. If you're like me, you end up opening it because mail. If you're like me, you end up opening it because I forget to look at who it's sent to. <laughs> um, so we don't want to open mail that's not ours. Um, we don't want to receive the assignment that the enemy tried to send you. To He was hoping that you would take the bait. When you take the bait, it becomes yours. If you don't take the bait, you can look at it and go, hmm, you know what? The shoe, it, it's like it fits. It's like, yeah, it would be, I would love to chomp on that. My feelings, everything within me right now wants to receive that because I'm mad or I'm upset or whatever. But I'm not taking it. I'm sending it back because I know the will of God. And I know that the opposite spirit is what's trying to bombard me right now. And I'm not taking it because it comes from the kingdom of darkness. And I'm not in the kingdom of darkness. And neither are you. Ezekiel 28, verse 12, the end of verse 12. Remember, the angel, Lucifer, was, was created, and he was full of wisdom and perfectly beautiful. It's perfect in beauty. So you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Jump down to verse 14. You were anointed. You were the anointed cherub who covers. Wow. I established you. Look at that. Just right there. Just right there. Look at what the, this is what the Lord gave to this beautiful angel full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. He says, I anointed you, the cherub who covers, to cover. That means authority and responsibility was given to this angel before it was fallen. Perfect, full of wisdom. Just because you have wisdom doesn't mean that you're not going to choose the wrong thing. You just have the opportunity and the, op the option. You have the ability to choose rightly. You still have to choose rightly. Because when you don't, you can't blame, why did God let me this happen? 
Why did you let this happen? Because God gives us wisdom. You just didn't choose heavenly wisdom. You chose an earthly, selfish wisdom, which also is available. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. Again, perfection. Look at verse 15, the end of verse 15. Until iniquity was found in you. It wasn't created with iniquity, but until iniquity was found, because we all have free will. Verse 16, you became filled with violence within, within. Became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing on the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub. You're supposed to be covering. You're supposed to be a supposed to protect. Look at the loss. God didn't create devils. He created angels. Some just rebelled. They fell and became those devils. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Mm, sounds like pride to me. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom. He had wisdom, but he corrupted his own wisdom by listening to the wrong spirit. So you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor, and I cast you to the ground. Verse 18 says you defiled your sanctuaries. Wow. So Lucifer was perfectly created, a perfectly created angel, blameless, perfect, but until iniquity was found. Look at verse 15 again, the end of it, till iniquity was found in him because of free will, right? Let's jump over quickly to Revelation uh, chapter 12. And it says here in verse 3, then a, another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth, referring to the angelic realm. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. That was the intention of the enemy, to try to steal away our Savior's birth. Of course, that didn't happen, but of course, that was his intention, right? And so a great dragon, here we, we hear the enemy defined as a great dragon and a third of the fallen angels, you know, were cast down to the ground. This is like military, uh, like a military conflict, okay? Michael and his angels and the dragon and his, and his angels, okay? The devil is a created angel, and he cannot read your mind. He just watches. He studies. He studies you, but he can't make you do anything, okay? He, he does not know everything, church. He doesn't know everything. He's not all-knowing. He's not all-powerful, Right? Our God is all-knowing and all-powerful. But some people give more, uh, more attention to the devil's ways. But you need to know the word. And you need to be able to have your sword sharpened. Having your sword sharpened. Even right now, the kids are making the armor of God. That's what they're, that's what they're working on over there. They're, making, they're, put, they're doing the pieces of the armor. We must train ourselves to literally walk in the armor of God. All of it. All of it. 
because we are in, it's like we're in a spiritual military. But we have to think about it like that. If you're not thinking about it like that, guess what? You're not ready. There's no break in Christianity. You don't go, oh, you know, I just, I don't want to have to take authority. Can I just have a, I like to sing, can we go back to when you were worshiping and you were saying how beautiful Jesus was? Can we just go back to that part? I like that part of worship. I like that part of Christianity. You know, the word of God says in Isaiah 14, starting in, in, in 12, I, I think I'm going to go there actually. Isaiah 14, let's go to Isaiah, verse 12. It says, how are you fallen from heaven? Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning. His name was Lucifer. How are you fallen from heaven? In other words, how did this happen? What in the world, man? You lost out big time. Remember you were perfect? Remember you were blameless? How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? Who weakened the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. I will, I will, I will. Those are the, these are the five I wills that Lucifer started to speak in his heart and then he fell. Pride becomes people's downfall, right? Look at verse 15. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. So we have to remember something here. The enemy sends wiles, methods, schemes, tactics. We, if you stop to think about it, know those tactics. We are pretty used to the tactics because, like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. And he, he does the same old methods. So how about identifying, even right now, identifying some of those methods that are constantly being sent your way. Maybe you're one that second guesses all the time. Like you just, oh, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I'm not sure. Like your heart is to please God. You pray. You're like, Lord, search my heart. See if there be any wicked thing within me. Lord, give me clean hands. Give me a pure heart that I would serve you. You know, this is your heart. But then all of a sudden, you go out and you walk and you're just constantly second guessing everything you say, everything you do. It's like, stop because the spirit of unbelief and the spirit of double-mindedness is being sent your way. You've already prayed, Lord, give me a clean hand, give me pure heart. And so therefore now what you're doing is you're allowing the accuser of the brethren to enter in and give you a double mind. And you are not supposed to have a double mind. You're supposed to be single-minded, right, with Christ, right, focused on him. So what is the tactic or the tactics? that the enemy uses upon you because we must identify them and go, wow, I am not going to be a fool for the enemy. I'm not going to allow him to try the same old tactics and me being unaware. That's the problem. So if he tries the tactics, but you send them back to the pit, praise God, you're growing in your ranking. You're growing in your ranking. You want to grow in your rankings, right? You want to increase in your authority, right? So the attacks are going to be sent, but it's your job to be aware of them and to send them back to the pit. But when the attacks are sent and we don't send them back to the pit, we let them take root. They start to fester. They start to grow. They start to become bigger and bigger. And you're the one that will be robbed because from that point, bad decisions are typically made. One after another, one after another. And then one day you wake up. 
and you go, how'd I end up here? That's not where I wanted to be. It's not where I was even on track to be. How did I end up here? One bad decision after the next. Listening to the one that brought you the lying schemes, you just didn't send them back to the pit. Now, is God gracious? Does he forgive? Of course. But you still have to go now. You're like the Israelites going around that same mountain, going back around the same. Stop, have, stop going in circles. You don't get anywhere if you're going in circles, do you? Remember uh, plants, right? Remember organization. I want you to think this way. Kingdoms, both light and dark, there's order. There's organization. There are strategies. That's why one of the strategies is to get up and read your Bible. It's to get up and remember what you read. It's to get up and make sure when your feelings don't align with the word, you make your feelings align with the word by saying, no, I'm not going to give in to that lying devil. And you might say, but it doesn't feel like a lying devil. It really happened. I really believe it. Stop. You're giving access to the devil. Know the word and live by it. And you will start to advance in a very strategic army, the army of God, that you are planted in. You're not planted in the kingdom of darkness anymore. You're planted in the kingdom of light. So say, Lord, teach me to have even this military mindset so that I don't become robbed from it. Because no one sets out on purpose to make the wrong decisions and, and to take the enemy's bait. Nobody does that. But many people are. So that shows you how crafty, how wicked the schemes of the enemy are. Psalms 24.1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, they belong to the Lord. God has put you in authority over yourselves, over this earth. The earth is the Lord's, and he's entrusted you to walk in your rightful authority, in your rightful calling, so that you don't shrink back over every wile, every tactic, every scheme of the enemy. Instead, you say, oh, that's a scheme. Oh, I see that it's a scheme. Oh, I'm not taking that bait. That is a scheme. It's a setup, and it's not a holy setup, and so I choose to reject. It. When you choose to reject the unholy schemes, what happens is that you, re you reach up, you rise up, you increase in your ranking. If you choose to accept it, you're the one that shrinks back. You're the one that has to wait. You're the one that has to go back around the same mountain. Am I making myself clear? So are we going to make these right decisions today and say, mm, no, I'm not going to take the enemy's bait. Because the Bible says that the meek shall inherit the earth. That's you. The meek shall inherit the earth. Thank you, Father. Well, if we're going to inherit the earth, we need to know how to walk. We need to know how to talk. We need to know how to have rightful authority. We need to know and say, wow, that, that thing was an offense. I need to get rid of that. So right now I'm going to ask you to pray, and this is how I want you to pray. Father, show me the areas that the enemy has been lying to me. That's it. Just ask him quickly. Father, show me the areas the enemy's been lying. Show me the areas where I was, de I was deceived. Now, as those areas are identified, and I'm sure that they are, Right now, I want you to say, okay, first of all, I come out of agreement with them. Because I'm assuming some of you have come into agreement with some lying devils. It's time to come out of agreement with them. I come out of agreement with, say it out loud, whatever it is. I come out of agreement with fear. I come out of agreement right now 
with uh, selfish ambition. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. I come out of agreement with pride. I come out of agreement with lust. I come out of agreement with rebellion. I come out of agreement with rejection. I come out of agreement. I come out of agreement with harshness of heart, with critical thinking. I come out of agreement right now with rebellion, with idolatry. I come out of agreement right now with, with thinking that it's always somebody else's fault. I come out of agreement with blaming. I come out of agreement right now with the blame game. I'm coming out of agreement. That is not God. I come out of agreement and I cast that thing out. So I cast it out. I cast out those devils. I cast out those demons. I want you to get, I want you to use your authority right now. I want you to use your authority. Let your voice get louder. Use that authority. I cast that demon out, out of my life, out of my emotions, out of my thoughts. I command that, that demon of double-mindedness to go right now. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. That demon of depression, I command it to go right now. That demon of loneliness, I command it to go right now. Okay, demon of fear, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Uh-uh, you can't have my life. You can't have my life. Demon of accusation, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Out of here in the name of Jesus. Okay, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. You've made me the head and not the tail. I thank you, Lord God. I'm blessed beyond measure. I'm blessed. You're blessed beyond measure. You're the head, not the tail. Thank you, Lord God. We stomp on the devil's, on his tactics. We stomp on his head. I thank you, Lord God. Every place the soles of our feet step upon, that is our territory, according to the word in Joshua 1, 3. I thank you, Lord God. Now, as those things are being sent to the pit, as those demonic spirits that were tactics that were sent to you to rob from you, to kill, steal, and destroy, guess all the devil knows how to do? I thank you that, Father, you've come to give us life, and that life is more abundantly. And so now we receive from the well springs of life. We receive your goodness. We receive your peace. We receive your increase. We receive your forgiveness. Father, we let, and if, if there's an offender you need to let go, let him go right now. It's costly. It's too costly to hang on to an offense. Let it go. If you feel like there's an, somebody that's offended you, maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. But let them go. Because in spite of whether they have or haven't, it's real or it's perceived, it's still affecting you, isn't it? So let it go. Say, I'm not going to walk with offense. I command that spirit of offense to get out of me right now. I, and I let the offender go. Father, if that's me, I, I ask for forgiveness. And I forgive myself. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Now bless, bless, bless. Bless, bless the people, bless, bless people, bless your family, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless the person that maybe you had something against, bless them, bless them, ask God to bless them, thank you, Father, bless them, thank you, Lord God, fill them, thank you, Lord God, give them your heart, thank you, Lord God, more, 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 thank you, Lord, now I speak a spirit of unity, because that sums up everything I just got done preaching, Unity. How do we walk in a ranking together as an army of God unless there's unity? What's going to cause that, that difference? What's going to cause that separation? What's going to cause that division? What's going to cause that breaking in ranking and so that you can't go forward as a group, as a family, at, at home, as a family, at church? But that spirit of division, that spirit of division, it comes to rob, it comes to steal, it comes to destroy. But you need one another. 
You literally need one another. Do you not understand that? You need one another. So we rebuke that spirit of division and we command it to come off now to leave this house, to leave these vessels in the name of Jesus. I serve the devil notice right now in the name of Jesus with all the authority that has been given unto me and has been given unto you. Cast that spirit of division out in the name of Jesus. We will walk in our rightful walk. We will walk in our rightful authority. We will walk in the word of God. We will pick up the sword of the spirit. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.